Hey friend, welcome to The Quest, the podcast featuring three guys who happen to be on staff at the First Christian Church in Cookville, Tennessee, having conversations about following and pursuing God with all of our hearts and helping the church live authentic Christ-following lives in a post-Christian culture. (laughs) That's what I just needed before we started. I gotta have my coffee. I hope you are good. I really do. Welcome to The Quest. I'm Brad. I'm here with my friends Jared and Josh. We are three guys on staff here at First Christian Church. We love the Lord Jesus Christ and uh, encouraging you in Him and talking about the Scriptures. And right now we're walking through a book. It's, it's a very cool book. I highly recommend it. It's called um, Unfolding Grace. What's the author's name? Yep. Anybody know? God. Um, uh, <laughs> actually, I don't know who does compile it's, it. it's kind of a, oh okay well, it's a, it's crossway. Kind of, or crossway it's I'm kind sorry. of a compilation where they, they they take um what they consider to be key scriptures that that kind of express the the presence or the a, a new step in the revelation of god's grace from genesis all the way through revelation right. and then it has like an intro that kind of brings you up to speed on the you know particulars of that passage and and then has some questions to ponder which we're doing in this podcast or or each podcast Anyway, it's a really cool book. Um, remember to like, share, subscribe, all those things. That'd be awesome. And um, I'm ready to get into this today. Today we're looking at Exodus chapters 18. Are you, my brain is hurting so are, hard are right reading, now. Are you reading this 25% like text ESV thing? Yeah, that's their that's standard. Whole, is it really? Yeah. I had never actually read this forward, or not even forward, but okay. Why is your Why is your brain hurting? Well, it's just been so long since I've had to look at whatever this is called. What's this page called? Uh, the contents? No, no. the... The forward? The, the, the... I don't know. Where it's got all the information about who edited, all that kind of stuff. But it doesn't even have yeah. the author, like the editor. Guys, okay. be careful. I'm talking to the audience now. Be careful when you throw things out there. You never know how literally people will take you. <laughs> Especially us. <laughs> Josh is we're, doing a we're deep searching. dive. We will find the author. Um, um, that's so funny. Well, I was, I was just looking for an editor at least. Yeah, right. Oh, okay. Um, but it's called Unfolding Grace. It is. You'll find it. It's, 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 yeah, it's, all it says is it uses the 2016 ESV. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I provide that the verses quoted do not account for 25% or more of the total tech. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> Okay. okay. Um, again, we are looking at Exodus 18, Exodus 18, 19, and 20. If you uh, if you're a student of the Bible, you might you might recognize that Exodus 20 is where the Ten Commandments are. So these are the chapters leading up to that. They've just come through the Red Sea. They're headed down to that little. If if you remember the 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 map of this area, you've got the the Red Sea, and then it goes up and makes that little peace sign. And down in the middle of the peace sign is Sinai. And they're going to Mount Sinai. Is that is that actually called? Is that the region called Sin, the the Desert of Sin? I think I don't. Oh, know. I can't remember. It's in that area, and sure. I don't know if you actually pronounce it Sin. It's spelled S I N. But uh, anyway, Sinai is there, the mountain, and that's where they're going to go up and and uh, or Moses is going to go up and, and receive this the law from God. Right. So all right. So let's kind of hear question one, and I'm sure we'll talk a lot about the text. Okay, question one. Uh, what does God's statement that you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation mean for the way in which Israel is to understand its identity and mission? I'm so glad he started with that question. 
because that was something I saw this reading that I hadn't remembered seeing before. Yeah. Israel is God's chosen people, but how you how you look at that is very important. Yes. Um, you really get the vibe that they thought chosen meant special, better, and privileged, and, you know, like right. all that. And he says in the beginning of chapter 19, I'm calling you through all of this. I, call, I pulled you out of this. I delivered you. It's about my glory, right? <laughs> right. And, and, and I'm going to use you as a instrument, right? I'm going yeah. to do these. I'm going to give you my law so that people can see what a people who live by my law look like, right? And I'm going to make you priests. And I got that, that just struck me because he also goes on to say, the whole world is mine. Yes. But you will, from among those people, be a special or, or a, a, a a treasured or something like that, a mm-hmm. cherished people. So it was like, but it's more about their purpose than it is about whether he loves the rest of the world more or less. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and says, so, so if you obey me, you will be my people. And priests, I mean, they're 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 servants, mm-hmm. right? They're representatives. They they serve this great purpose for God. They. They represent God to the people and they bring people to God. And yeah, that's what they were always called to be. Yeah. That's just, I just think. So, so, so my, my, my head, um, went to, okay. So, so that means that that nation mm-hmm. is your telecaster. Mm. It's your it's instrument. Mm-hmm. It in of itself cannot produce anything of any discernible qualities right. without a player. Yeah. What it can do is stay in tune. Yeah. And what it needs to do is stay in tune. And through that, everyone that hears can be blessed. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And can, or repulsed. Or well, yeah. <laughs> no, I know. Depends on mean. how much they love 80s metal. That's right. Uh, That's right. That's right. <laughs> yes. But they be rocks. Look it up. Yeah. <laughs> Pastor Brad Rocks, actually. Go ahead. I'm but sorry. no, so 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 that you is started it. I did. <laughs> So that's the, the, you know, like we're there to be this instrument. I, I, I'm glad you, you actually use that, that exact term because that's like exactly where I went. It's like, oh yeah, right. And that is same with us. Yeah. We're to be his instrument, to, to, to be a mirror that reflects his glory, to be, you know, a tool that he can use to his glory. Always going back to his glory, not ours, not taking credit yeah. for, not, it's nothing yeah. of ourselves. And, you know, I've seen... It's, it's, it's like, oh, man, just understand when I, when I say this, I have to preface it because I feel like I'm copying this arrogant attitude and I'm really not because I struggle with it hugely, but it just seems like so few people really get that. In other words, it's like if they really do a deep dive into Christianity somewhere along the line, they, they kind of start feeling like, yeah, I'm pretty good. I'm yeah. a good Christian. I, oh I've, yeah, I've kind of arrived, so to speak. Yeah. I've, I've, st- I've crossed the Jordan, you know, or whatever. And, uh, and that's a that's wrong. That's mm-hmm. where Israel went, right? Right. Or they constantly live on the other side of that that place, going, I'm just not good enough. I, I'll never be good mm-hmm. enough. I, I fail all the time. And 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 it really is about resting in God's work mm-hmm. that makes us right, and then just living a thankful life. That's why I love going through the history of Israel. It, it is so comforting to me. It's like, yep, I am not alone in this, in my continuous struggles with either going either direction, like you just said, whether it's 
being arrogant or having this attitude of, oh, I'll, I'll never measure up. I'll never beat there. You know, I, I see all of these perfect people around me, even though I'm just seeing what they outwardly portray. Right. Right. I'll never meet. I'll never. Yeah. Why, why do I bother? Why right. even try? And and God through all of this is saying, you're missing the point. Let me ask question number two. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Because oh. <laughs> you guys are going straight to it. So oh, okay. that's go why ahead, I don't want ahead. to. I'll then read it. Read it. Since God saved his people and then gave them commandments, ah. he did not say, obey me and then I will rescue you. Right. How should God's grace motivate his people to obey him moment by moment? Yeah. Yeah. We can go back to question one after this yeah, one, yeah, but yeah. I don't no, want us to. They, no, they, they work together. I mean. It does. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the whole. That's putting the horse before the, or the cart. It, it, it's, this is why we want to follow him. This is why, because it, it's not a whole bunch of, of edicts. Um, you must comply with all of these things in order to, obviously yeah, that's right. what he says. It's like, guys, this is me. This is my character. Be conformed to my image, and this is how you will live life. Yes, you are going to fail, and you'll know that you're failing because I've shown you what my character looks like. This is it. And you know that you need my grace. You know that you need my power to live this life. It's not physically, spiritually, intellectually possible to adhere to or follow any of this apart from his spirit. Yeah. Well, you're right back to John 15. Abide in me and, and, I you. and you'll be fruitful. Apart yeah. from me, you can do nothing. And and as long as you stay plugged into the vine, as long as you keep your eyes on God and not people and what they think of you and all yeah. those things, you can do it. Yeah. I mean, you know, the walk is maintainable. Um, there's a little Greek word, and I, I can't remember the actual word. I just remember what it's translated as. But um, it, it can be for or because. And mm. And... Even the word for can mean because if it's like, do this for the Lord loves you. Oh yeah. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah, that kind of, of thing. Yeah. And so it gets really confused in English. And, and a lot of times a passage will be do this for this. Ah. And people will read those passages and say, oh, well, you got to do it in order to get that. Yeah. Sure. And it really means because the Lord has done this, yeah. respond in this way. Yeah. And, uh, it's created a lot of issues in a lot of places. But. And that's what I've enjoyed. Anytime somebody says we're a New Testament church, we need to listen to the New Testament. Um, and, and they kind of throw the Old Testament out the window at that point. Right. The Old Testament, I love, I love preaching through the Old Testament. Yeah. I love talking about the Old Testament just because it's very clear God chose his people. Before. Grace. Yeah. yeah. And then said, okay. I've chosen you. Here's how I want you to live. This is how you're going to show everybody that. Yeah. Uh, and then Jesus came and fulfilled the sacrificial part of that. Right. Still, ch- we've already been chosen. It's just that matter of, are we going to respond to that chosenness or not? Right. Um, and so I just love looking back at Old Testament and saying, yeah, I mean, Abraham, he didn't do anything. No. Moses, he didn't do anything in order to receive this. No. God gave and then... You can either hold on to that or you can throw it out. And so if we, if we forget all of the Old Testament stuff, it really, we forget to see the, the bigger picture of what the New Testament brings in. Yes. Um, but yes. Well, and, and they get, people have a propensity to get hung up on, oh, he was a, he was a vindictive God. 
He was, he, you know, like he changed in the New Testament. Exactly. I'm like, um, no. That was actually a major heresy in the old church or in the yeah, early sure. church. It's like, yeah. no. Now that is directed at my heart. Sure. He is still, he still does not, you know, he still hates that sin that abides in my heart, and he attacks and 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 cuts away and destroys those areas of my flesh, yeah. just yeah. like he did in Israel. Yeah. It's just internal, not external. Yeah. He didn't have to wipe out a people. He can wipe out that area of my life. Right. Um, listening to a fellow last night, I've been listening to this priest uh, that I, I told you about, and he's just, this Catholic priest, he's just nailing a lot of the uh, God's heart in, in, in our day in terms of some of the social things that are going on and the confusion that's going on in the whole area of sexuality and all this stuff. But he nailed it with Jesus in the temple and how when he cleansed the temple. Oh. He really went through and was... Was, I'm not saying he spent a lot of time on it, but he was very strong in, in saying Jesus didn't hate these people. Yeah. His heart was just filled with, with uh, a passion, a, a holy passion for the things of God that caused him to, you know, very sternly make a teach a lesson. Yeah, right. Right. But he didn't hate the people. No. And, and um, that's one of the things that breaks my heart about our, our culture We've lost the ability to have conversations where we have different points of view or we disagree. We can't do that without conflating. Well, if you don't agree with me, you must hate me. Yeah, and that's that's not the, that's not Christian at all. It's no. not the right way. It's not. Yeah, it's not good at all. And it, it just leads to this tribalism. And oh man, I was reading something the other day. I can't remember where I read it. Now I'm going to botch, botch this quote, but it, you'll get the idea. We, we've become a culture where we, we are seeking people who love us unconditionally and who will never disappoint us. And when people disappoint us and we feel like they haven't loved us unconditionally, we, we abandon them. Yes. We, 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 we say you're horrible and, and we I'm going to find, go find somebody who will love me unconditionally. I'm going to run to the next group. And so we're perpetually. And we're confused. Why does it, we can never find somebody that yeah. fills this mysteriously God-shaped hole in our heart. And in doing that. <laughs> We are not loving them unconditionally. Absolutely. Or yeah. um, um, the other thing. Um, what was the other thing? Uh, who will love me unconditionally. Oh, and disappoint. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's just so funny how quickly we become. Um, um, you know, well, and then, and then the other side of this, conflating, you don't accept my lifestyle, therefore that's, you don't that's, love that's, me. Yeah, that's what I was um, Absolutely. Like, bro, no, I love you. Yeah. I don't, I, I hate the sin in my own life. Why exactly. Would, why would I be okay with the sin in yours? That's what it led me to was you and you were talking about how God yeah. is still the same God. We've just more clearly understood that his passion and holiness was always geared toward the behavior or the, the sin, the activity, not the, the people. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, it wasn't sin and we'll get to it. I, I'm assuming it wasn't sin for, for Moses to be wearing sandals. But it, this is holy ground. He yeah. take off your sandals. This is holy ground. And that's needs to be our attitude towards anyone. Because if you are a Christian, you are the the dwelling place of God. Mm -hmm. That's holy ground. Holy. We need to tread lightly yeah. and gently and lovingly in other people's lives. Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah. And we are priests. I mean, we're called that in Peter. So that's good stuff. Um, so yeah, let's do question three and then we'll, yeah. uh, what do God's various laws to Israel reveal about God's values 
and the priorities he desires his people to embrace. He's first. (laughs) I am the Lord your God. That's the easiest one, right? It's like, bam, no other gods. Um, Yeah, that's huge. Well, it is. I mean, because anything that we fail in, anything that we stumble in is just us putting somebody before something before God. Right. And clearly all the others flow from that uh-huh. one. Um, Which is why Jesus summed it all up at the, in the New I, Testament. <laughs> it's like, yes, all of those rules can be summed up in this. Love the Lord your God. Love the Lord your God. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but then what are what are some of the other commands there that, that come to mind as we go through this? There's What is the second one? I don't even know. No idols. No, okay. We're, we're doing this in... Inside. Nine o'clock uh, Bible study hour with the kids. Oh, yeah, you told me. Yeah, it's, it's so. well, and all the all the years that I've been a student of the Bible, I've never memorized the Ten Commandments. I mean, I could probably name them all if I yeah. had time. Yeah, yeah. But it's like I can't remember the order. But anyway, no There's, idols. Yeah. I, most of the kids have a poster that different teachers have been given out for a while. Sure. That list them, um, and so it's it, it, only God. So God first. No idols. Uh, don't. Um, take the Lord's name in vain. Don't misuse yes. God's word, which on the poster says no bad words or no cussing. And I don't like that because no. that has not nothing to do with God himself. Right. So therefore well, that's commandment what it does with num- the, the name of God. Well, commit. Yeah. That's what they say for the, the name of God. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, and so I, I kind of reinforce it's like, it's not, don't say a bad word. It's honor God's name, respect it, have right, this right. reverence for who God is. But don't say a bad word either. Well, yeah, we don't want to, we don't want to say bad words, but that's not the point <laughs> right. of that's that. Not, that's not, that, that's uh, other places in scripture. Yes, right? exactly. Um, that, yeah. The whole unwholesome talk. Thing. And then four is, uh, keep the Sabbath day holy. So okay. take time to so, remember. And those are the first ones that really have to do with our relationship with God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get into honor your father and mother. Yep. And then that drives into don't murder, murder, adultery, which we covetousness. And we could re-inject the word for there. Yes. Yeah. For the, who God is because because of of who God is, then live in this way. Right. That reflects his character. Yeah. And you know, if you walk through the, the, the back half of those, I mean, do not murder reflects the character of God. He's yeah. the author of life. And I mean, he's as the author of life. He has, he alone has the right to take life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. and I mean, there is, there is the whole capital punishment thing in there that if, I mean, the Lord did say that if yeah. someone takes a human you, life, you forfeit your life. Yeah. That yeah. whole thing. But, um, adultery, <laughs> I mean, adultery is all about faithfulness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Faithfulness to the covenant. I saw a TikTok of, um, a guy I know. Um, and he, and he was complaining. He's like, well, why, why didn't God include thou shalt not rape? You didn't have to. Should it? Well, and now that's well, right. Go ahead. So, so it's like, well, hold on again. This is, these are the laws written on your heart that you be conformed and changed to his image. If you've been conformed and changed, you're not going to do that. Well, and it goes back to Jesus saying, if you even think lustfully about yeah. this woman, you've already committed adultery. Right. Yeah. So it's it's that whole placement of where do we see sin? It's in the action of not right potential. Yeah. Yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah. Um, well, and you can't. I mean, you did a fine job by running right to Jesus, but you can't try to 
make the Ten Commandments all of God's revelation to us. I mean, that's just kind of the foundation for things, right? Yes, yeah. it's it's, yeah. it's it's the prologue, if you will, yeah. right? For, of the six hundred and five. Well, yeah, but but <laughs> I'm still confused on that. I need to really study this out as the so, ceremonial laws versus well, the yeah, and 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 whether all of those were given by God or whether some of them were. Kind of like, did the Pharisees come up with some? Well, and, and not just whether they were given, but why they were given. Oh, yeah. And, cause... Oh, yeah. and there is a whole separation between ritual and, and exactly. ceremonial yeah. and and, mm-hmm. and moral right. laws. The Ten Commandments deal with moral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so that's why we really focus on that stuff. But, uh, well, and really all the rest of them can stem off of these ten. The yeah. reason, the reason we do this in, this in the, you know, temple or whatever is because we see God as this. And yes. so they all stem from that, from these. Yeah. And that's an important thing to, to iterate or reiterate is um, that the commands, if you see them just as rules, you've lost it. Yeah. It's, it's a revelation of God's character. Yeah. You've already missed the point. <laughs> right. And ultimately we're, we're called to be his people and to walk like him and yeah, be holy for I am holy, be holy for I am holy. Right. Which, which we don't, you don't really understand the word holy unless you put it in this context and yeah. right. understand it means to be set, set apart, apart for God, mm-hmm. for him and for his purposes to be like, yeah, him. be set apart because I'm set apart. Right. 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 Yeah. We get all these weird worldly connotations of holiness. We do. Oh, and, and it's, at least for me, it stems from my pride and arrogance. Of if I can, I, I then therefore I am justified in my own mind, in my own heart. Yeah. If I can, you know, keep these, yeah. well, I don't need God. Ultimately, yeah. I mean, if you take it to the nth degree, it's it's. Has, now let's be honest. You're being th- theoretical here because have you ever had a day like that where you made it through the whole day? No, nope. okay. I can't make it one second to the next. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's a struggle for me. Of I like checking stuff off. Yeah. And if I can check stuff off, then I know that I'm a good Christian right. or that I'm, you know, whatever. Done um, that. Done and just that. having to, over the last few years, truly having to recognize, yeah, it doesn't, it goes back to God's already chosen. I just have to. Yeah. Not that they're bad things. Rest in that. Yeah. But, but to not rest in th- those things. Well, it's just. Rest in uh, him. Quiet time. It's not, I don't do a quiet time because it makes me a better Christian. It's just part of spiritual growth. It's part of you love because the Lord, you I love spend... the Lord, I want to spend time with him. And so therefore I set apart mm-hmm. a time of my day and a hundred percent. Your, your analogy on Sunday, it's like, you don't have, you know, get married and then, you know, say, I'll see you next month. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that doesn't, that's not a good relationship. <laughs> no, it's not going to happen. You have to it's... continually develop this. And that's the thing we, 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 we struggle to really see God I just think we should carry around in our, our mind uh, an image of Genesis 2 always. God walking in the garden. Yeah. That that's what we're working back toward. Yeah. And um and so all of this is about how do we get back there? How do we get back to walking with God because that's what he longs for. And uh you know, any any when we turn it into religion it just doesn't work and 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 even you know that even puts quiet time into proper perspective yeah. I, I just want to walk with god i just want to know him yeah. um yeah so good so important mm-hmm. yeah it's you, we don't read scripture to be able to quote it because then that ends up with just bashing other christians with it or bashing the right. you know unsaved with it and it's like no that wasn't the point right. this is my love right. letter to you yep. yeah 
I love you. Yeah. I have a sticky note in my Bible that I have to go to regularly that says, don't read this for information, read it to understand who God is, yes. um, to have that relationship just because again, my character is uh, info, info, info. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The more I know, the better I am. Right. Well, that's and, the world. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's well, really, and, and when we look at it, if we're, if we're focusing purely just on the text, we we're barely seeing past the end of our nose. Yeah. This is this is a small little facet of him that he is, you know, and we, when we look through it as a lens, we can see more of God through it. Mm-hmm. But when we focus on just the text and, like, oh, I read three chapters, I'm good. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we missed the point. So totally. It's why um, I'm sometimes I'm working on like three or four sermons at a time. So I forget which week this is coming in. But. <laughs> But there's there's a passage in Corinthians about the jars of clay, right? Yeah. Second yeah. Corinthians four, and I love that God says, I mean through Paul, but that He put this treasure, yeah, this unbelievable grace and blessing and power and presence of God in, in these jars of clay, <laughs> to show that this all surpassing power is not from us, but is from God, and because we do do that, we try to, we try to. Uh, uh, sanctify or whatever you will, elevate, exalt the vessel, yeah. Yeah. you know, instead of the one who makes it holy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we can't do that with ourselves because we're just broken so much. Yeah. That's actually a blessing to us. It really is. Keeps us humble. Um, Cause you know, I was thinking about this. What people really want is peace and a sense that they are right with Belonging. Yeah. Peace and belonging and that they are, are not condemned. Yeah. Um, and those are the things we long for. And, and as we just said a moment ago <coughs> in the Exodus story, um, I really got to thinking about chronology and how God set things up with a past and a present and a future and, and how he's really worked that to his advantage in terms of revelation, because it, it, we see that things were laid out in an order and that we needed to know certain things before others. Yeah. But, but I love that in Exodus, they are redeemed as his people. We've talked about this, I think, before. Before they got the law. Yep. Yeah. And that really should help us keep that straight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, not by the law. Right. Um, and the law just was now okay. It's it's like we have our children and they're an expression of our love as parents. Yeah. Right? We have our children. They're our children. Did they know squat about living as a human being? <laughs> nope. Nothing. Right? So we're going to rear them and raise them to be, yeah. you know, good people, Christ honoring, you know, good citizens and all of those things. Um, and that's all, that's exactly the same. Yeah. You know, we're born into the kingdom. Now we're learning how to live for the live king. Live in the kingdom. Yeah. So good. Um, wow. And then we'll get into the golden calf. I they, love this section. I, well, I was really hoping that they were going to end on that because it's like this, the perfect analogy of our hearts is like, here's God physically present on the mountaintop, gives them the law. What do they do? They make an idol. Yeah. Like the first well, thing. <laughs> well, and, and it I, starts with them I trembling at the oh, awe yeah. of God. They acknowledge him and then turn. <laughs> like, And then, yeah, he's been up there too long. Let's make a golden calf. Yeah. Uh, and, and then worship this, this calf. This calf is what took us out of Egypt. Like it didn't exist before yesterday. How did that happen? I love that section. Well, we do it. We do it all the time. 
Like anything happens, like, oh, I did this. Oh, yeah. And we do it all the time. on autopilot <laughs> yeah. quickly. Yeah. yeah, we have to be very intentional about acknowledging him. We have to be very intentional about stopping well, because that is our default. Yeah, yeah, we don't drift toward intentional relationship with God. No, we yeah, holiness we is not our default. Yeah. Right. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. Good stuff. One thing that that I think is interesting from this um, is you see this. He's calling them to be a nation of priests. Yet Moses really seems to be this first priest because he's up on the mountain and God tells nothing else can touch this mountain. Yeah, right. Except right. for like you're the one who can do this yeah, until uh, until he le- lets Aaron up there. But yeah, yeah, right. Um, so they're like apprentice priests, yeah, right? Yeah. They're learning how to be older then. But uh, yeah. and it's just I, I think of Jesus. We, last Sunday in children's church, we talked about Jesus as the he's he's the better. Yes. So he is the better priest. Uh, that goes to God on our behalf. And so we no longer have to go to Moses. We no longer have to go to a human, um, a person to, to talk to God. Uh, God's taken that barrier down. Right. So we get to go straight into the presence of God. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, because the, the, the ultimate so expression of that would be when they have the temple yeah. and the spirit is behind the veil. And then when Christ mm-hmm. dies, the veil is torn. Yeah. Right. We literally have access directly to the throne room. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. done. Yeah, and and I and, and I just for whatever reason I I gravitate back to our tendency to we get so out of balance even with that because there's so many people who are like okay I can go straight to God right. I don't need the church I don't need anything yeah. yeah it's just me and God right and 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 yet there's no way you can truly pursue Christ and miss all of His call to love one another, to serve one another, to teach one another, yeah. to admonish one another, to encourage one another, to worship together, to break bread together, all of these things. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but we do, we have a tendency to think, oh, well, I don't have to go to a priest. I don't have to go to anybody. Right. Well, on, on that level, you're right, but confess your sins one to another. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> We're called to do life in community, even yes. the prayer. I mean, how do, how do you go out? On Our a, father. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how do you go out on, a, on an island and say, it's just me and God? Our father. <laughs> well, there's no one else around. So how, what do you even mean by Me, that? Myself right? and I. Like, yeah, we are. And, and it's only in community that we are reminded that the stuff we learn about patience and kindness and gentleness actually oh, yeah. has to be lived out mm-hmm. when those people, you know, drive you crazy or d- disappoint you or all of those things. Yep. Yep. That's where you learn to do it. Um, good stuff. Yeah. What time are we at? Uh, 30 minutes. Look at that. My internal clock is spot on. I love it. Um, all right. Any final, final thoughts? I'm good. We're good. So will we get to the gold calf next? Yep. It's next. It is next. All right. Strap in friends. Tune back in (laughs) golden calf coming next. Um, I hope you have a great day. Thanks for tuning in. Remember to, uh, grab the link to this, share it with, I don't know, 30, 40 of your best friends. (laughs) That would be, be awesome. Text to everyone in your phone. Everyone. That's right. That's right. Um, um, yeah. So anyway, thanks a lot. Keep your eyes on Jesus. He's the author. He's the perfecter. Uh, he's our savior. Have a great day. God bless. Bye-bye.